0: Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro podcast. I am Shauna Simawong. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Leon join us from Security Scorecard. Leon, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself, your title, and your organization to our audience.
1: Sure, thanks for that, Shauna. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for the invitation. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. So my name is Lian Hasid and I've been working in B2B sales and business development roles for over 15 years now. For the last um, six months, I've been working at Security Scorecard where I've been given the, the wonderful opportunity, I would say, to bring together two worlds that have been and still are a passion of mine, that's cybersecurity and sales enablement and training, the latter obviously being the main area of my responsibility. What I do is I basically oversee enablement and training for all client-facing professionals at Security Scorecard, which includes pre-sales and post-sales, about 100 people plus, uh, more or less.
0: Very cool, very cool, and I, I, I love um, that you are combining two of your passions in in one, and I think I can see a, a lot of synergy um, between those two, those two areas. Um, you in fact were recently included in a list of 100 sales enablement best practices, and you had been talking about the best way to measure sales enablement impacts on the bottom line. And that's by systematically tracking sales velocity. So why do you think sales velocity is the most important metric for sales enablement?
1: Sure, happy to give some context. Um, Sales velocity is something that's worked for me in my career, the reason why I call it the most important. But it does depend on the business itself, the industry you're operating in, and a lot of other factors. So there's definitely other KPIs that one could in fact consider as being the most important, but that's the one for me. I think in order to qualify that though, let me just give um, in my mind what could be a basic definition. And sales velocity is the equation, if you will, that any leader needs to look at to try and capture how fast a business is making money. It looks at how quickly leads are moving and converting through the pipeline, how much value new customers um, or new logos, if you will, are providing over a given period of time. And it depends on what kind of period you're looking at. So in practical terms, if you think about it, the less time it takes for a prospect to move through the pipe, right from the beginning all the way to the end, the faster you close more deals. So in simple terms, a higher sales velocity means you're bringing in more revenue in less time dream world uh, in my mind. So tracking that over time allows you to benchmark your sales velocity against other teams. Let's say I'm managing an inside sales team and I want to look at our velocity vis-a-vis a a field team. You are able to compare the the performance or the effectiveness if you will of individual reps uh, against one another or different regions and also see how changes to the sales process is impacting the business uh, for better or worse. Um, what I've also done in the past is you can use it for more accurate forecasting and determine how the sales process you have in place can um, can be optimized for faster sales and higher conversion. So the reason why I think is the most important metric is because it allows me to always think in terms of the initiatives and programs that I need to consider that can have a direct impact on on the company's ability to frankly make money and make money faster. And it's because it's based on the KPIs that the business is measuring regularly anyway, and I know we'll go into that later, um, it's easier for people in sales enablement leadership roles to just show their value to their business um, on a continuous basis.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and I think you know, I think you're spot on. I think sales um, velocity is kind of one of those leading indicators um, that sales enablement can measure to understand where they can have really significant impact in real time. Because I think, you know, t- to your point, today's business is just moving at such a more rapid clip than it ever was before. So how do you go about measuring sales velocity and how do you correlate that as best as possible back to sales enablement efforts specifically?
1: Sure, happy to do that. Um, So there are four factors that affect sales velocity. It's basically an equation. The number of opportunities that you have in your pipeline, the average deal size, or what uh, the SaaS industry may be calling average selling price, so ASP. Your conversion rate, and that's typically what businesses would call their win rate. And of course, last but not least, how long it takes for a sale to actually close so the duration of your sales cycle um to calculate sales velocity and there's really only one formula you basically multiply your opportunities created in a period by your ASP and then by your close rate and you divide all of that by your sales cycle uh, measured over the duration that you're looking to calculate sales velocity for so if you want to do it in days you should Divide by the number of days on average that it takes for you to close a particular deal. The important point is that these KPIs can be used to calculate velocity over time. Hopefully, trying to figure out how to optimize any of the elements um, and what are the sales enablement program activities that you need to associate with those elements in order to, again, going back to what I mentioned earlier, allow the business to make more money faster. The beautiful thing about these KPIs, ASP, win rate, etc., all of these things are easy to track using CRM data. So salesforce.com is the technology we're using. Any other CRM tool would apply here. Those KPIs are things that a chief revenue officer wants to take a look at anyway. So it's more about bringing them together to paint a more complete picture around how much money are we really making on a, day, on a daily basis or on a quarterly basis, whatever you're looking at. So you asked me about correlation. The way you try, or at least I try to correlate or maybe associate, if you will, sales enablement efforts with the improvement in that number, the sales velocity number, one person, one leader only needs to demonstrate how the program or the things they're doing is impacting any of the 4 KPIs. So let me just give you a quick example. Let's let's assume that in Q3 and Q4 of 2020, I want to be able to improve the sales cycle duration by shortening it by 30 days. If you remember this KPI is the is the denominator in our formula, so a smaller number will actually create a higher velocity. That means that I should be thinking about the things I wanna roll out in Q1 and Q2 that will have an impact on that. Maybe that's a new set of qualification questions that I train my reps on that allow a deal to move faster. Maybe that's a new certification process around uh, doing a product demo that looks to educate reps on a new way to position it. Or maybe a negotiation session where you know you're coaching reps on how to get access to to an economic buyer faster you execute on those initiatives and then quite frankly you you kind of have to wait and let the numbers speak for themselves here's the problem and the risk that i faced um, in the past and it, there's not an easy workaround, but it's it's just part of the challenge they the leaders need to always keep in mind that there's a lot of other uncontrollable variables that are impacting the business So a leader should be careful when they use the term correlation because it does not mean causation. So a leader that oversees sales enablement programs needs to stay ahead of that by tracking the number diligently for a number of periods. Um, That's why I recommend looking at it monthly, even so that you can start gathering all those data points. But it's important to understand that things may be happening in the market that you just, just cannot control. Uh, competitor may be dropping their prices drastically and your reps may be finding it very hard to close deals quickly or the product category you operate in all of a sudden is now subject to procurement reviews so that extends sales cycles so you may be aiming for a shorter sales cycle but things are happening in the market that you have no control over may be impacting your ability to show improvement so it's very important to have your talk track, talk track and your story and your narrative very, very um, crystal clear and representative of what's happening in the market before you go to your senior leadership and claim success.
0: Mm, absolutely, now I, I, I want to return to the notion of uh, a, a having to work with I- executives and, and getting buy-in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanna stay on the topic uh, of sales velocity Um, How do you partner with other departments? I assume that you're partnering with the likes of, you know, sales operations and others to consistently track sales velocity and other performance metrics. Um, How do you have some practical advice to our audience about how best to go about doing that?
1: Yeah, sure. So just as you would, you know, as you would coach your sales teams to build relationships broad and deep, it's important for, for sales enablement to do the same, um, assess relationships and kind of the internal roles within your organization. This obviously would be sales operations, uh, sales and marketing, but it could also require, you know, relationships with HR, finance and operations, the broader your relationships within their organizations, um, the better your chances are uh, of success with, uh, with a CEO and senior leadership, especially if you're part of a startup, let's say. So you, you need to do your homework, but you, you nailed it. The relationship with sales operations is pivotal. Um, for, for all intents and purposes, they, they tend to be the guardians of the data we're looking to capture. Um, and all our things being equal, they, they also tend to own the tech stack that reps should be using so that they can do their job uh, properly. So the question is, how am I, or as a leader, enabling the reps to do that? Uh, But to me, relationships with other departments such as product, customer success, and even HR, are huge. Um, Those constituents, you constantly need to educate and convince that the metrics you're focusing on, so in this case, sales velocity, is the right one and because those departments have their own agenda their own initiatives and ultimately sales needs to know about that and be enabled on so my advice to your listeners would be uh, and this is something i received very early in my career would be to apply the rules of early consultation and and i know this is not going to be popular don't be afraid of more meetings Uh, perhaps not people want to hear but to me, if you don't have a regular touchpoint, at least weekly with the leaders in those functions we've been talking about, I, I believe you're bringing, you're bringing or creating unnecessary risk in your sales enablement program. So one practical tip that has worked for me in any organization I've had the, the pleasure of being part of, 15 minute bi-weekly touchpoints with the key stakeholders never hurt anyone. Quite the opposite, it's helped me build rapport And it's about uh, building those relationships that will allow you to be successful um, and be able to drive the initiatives you want to drive forward.
0: I think that's fantastic advice. Um, And I I think you're right. I think more meetings can often be a hard thing for for organizations to digest, but I do think sales enablement, given its highly cross-functional nature, absolutely does have to have a, a high degree of, of cross-department uh, communication going on, especially into uh, executive leadership. So, you know, I, I've kind of got a final question for you, and it's a, it's a little bit of a loaded one, and so we might need to take it in two parts. Uh, we've, we've talked a little bit about, you know, just kind of uh, alignment, um, but uh, sales enablement, uh, from my perspective, um, it's, it's super important that a lot of what it's measuring um, is able to really closely correlate a lot of it back to tangible business impact. Now, how can sales enablement take that and use it to kind of strengthen the alignment, but also gain executive buy-in on some of the sales enablement initiatives or deliverables? Um, would love to kind of just close on some advice from you on that front.
1: Yeah, for sure. So let me let me perhaps address the 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 executive buying and the alignment, because that's typically what I think a person on a new job, let's say, uh, owning the sales enablement program would be mostly interested in. I I have five tips uh, that I that I constantly talk about and think about and, and happy to share these. So number one, for me, build credibility early, nothing can better position a new leader for success, but a quick win that gets people talking. Uh, that could be a suggestion you provided in the context of a deal, a live one that is, or a training you conducted on, on sales strategies with some of the newer reps, or a new pitch deck that you created or contributed on that was compelling. Anything that shows impact right from the get go, you you need that equity before suggesting changes or, or any, anything new to that for that matter. Number two for me, and again, this is something that I learned early in my career as an account manager, as a sales enablement leader, you need to have a plan. That's a given. But to me, it's not about the plan, it's about the planning. And regardless of the organization you're part of, small, medium, or large, it needs to be a consensus building exercise, even if it takes you a little bit longer. Even if you are the Series C or Series D startup, you may think you're over-engineering stuff, not true. You need to bring constituents around the table. You need to be the facilitator of a conversation where you're collectively deciding what the sales enablement plan needs to be. And this is where, to me, that's where the magic happens. Uh, You'll be able to hear everyone's goals, from senior leadership to the, the chief revenue officer and so forth, and that has worked for me um, in my career thus far. Another tip that I would have is act as if. Um, this is something I picked up from a movie, obviously kind of changing the the orientation of it. But what I mean by that is you wanna act as if you're in the shoes of other leaders and think about why they should be listening to you. There's no better way in my mind to gain that alignment you talked about um, than trying to associate everything you're doing with other people's goals. Let me give you an example. Why would a head of product listen to you if you're not properly training uh, your reps? At least that's what they think on any of the new features, let's say. Why would a sales operations leader be willing to partner with you consistently if you're not supporting, let's say, the adoption of a new technology that they've introduced to their stack? All these things matter uh, because that's what people uh, keep in mind, and that's where you build your brand in people's perceptions. So act as if would be definitely something that I would recommend to, to people listening. And last but not least, um, own the outcome. So we talked about this. Be confident in your ability to have direct impact on the bottom line. Um, and using sales velocity to measure your performance kind of gets you that. So before you even think about what the tactics may be that you want to introduce to the organization, my recommendation is to commit yourself to driving improvement by making it known, firm-wide, that that's the basis of your evaluation. So sometimes sales enablement leaders uh, have skin in the game, but I don't think they do a good enough job letting others know about it. It's more important that a chief revenue officer or a head of sales in the uh, East region of the U.S. knows that as a sales enablement leader, I'm impacted, even my compensation, uh, by how well his, his or her team do, uh, does on a revenue basis. I feel that builds credibility, it builds accountability, and just allows you to have a different conversation.
0: Those were some really solid tips. Leon, thank you so much for joining us today. I greatly enjoyed our conversation.
1: Same here, Shauna. Thanks again for the opportunity.